Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 17 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. I'm no one. (laughs) And I'm Sarah. (laughs) This episode is sponsored by Nicole Hajuski. Thank you so much for supporting us on Patreon. You are awesome. You are awesome. So cool. So today we will be discussing chapter 17 of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, the final chapter. It's the final countdown. The man with two (laughs) faces. So make sure that you have read the chapter and you're ready to dive in. But before we begin, Megan... She's got some weekly profit stuff. I can feel it. I do. What you, you got going out? You gonna so, stop that video there, Aya? Hey, uh? Yeah, we're gonna. You we're can't gonna get into it. the weekly profit. Yeah, you're Sorry. Gonna see it next time. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so sorry, we were doing a live Instagram video. Shout out to our Instagram followers. Woo-hoo! Um, so for the weekly profit this week, I wanted to talk about something that came out. Because of the opening of the British Library's Harry Potter uh, History of Magic Exhibition. There it is. There it was. So I thought this was super cool. I actually read this on the drive up to Sarah's house from our house to Katie. But they show inside the copy, the copy of the rejected first synopsis written by J.K. Rowling for Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone that was sent to quite a few places. It's pretty beat up looking. Um, And it was turned down by more or less every major publishing house in the UK. They're all kicking themselves Sorry for you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Various reasons were given, including the story being too long. Uh... Uh. The fact that a story set in a children's boarding school might feel too exclusive to many readers. Lies. Et cetera. Well, actually just made us all want to go to boarding school. Maybe so. that's what yeah. they meant. I wanted to go True. to boarding school so bad. Oh, I didn't. Oh, the submission, which included the synopsis above and the opening chapters of the first book, ultimately captured the interest of the Bloomsbury editorial team. Because they smart. They're very smart. They they smart. <laughs> the book was eventually published in the UK in 1997, as we know, by Bloomsbury, and then published in 1998 in the US under the title Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. 
Do you think she changed her timeline from when she because of like when she got published and everything because she opened at the close? Because it ended when it got like the do you know what I mean? Do you get what I'm saying? The Battle of Hogwarts ended oh. when the first book came out. Hmm. Oh. I don't know, Thoughts. maybe. Thoughts. That's a good thought. Could be. Hmm. Um Rowling has been open about what those rejections taught her. Mm. Um, she said, I wasn't going to give up until every single publisher turned me down, but I often feared that would happen. She also has tweeted, I had nothing to lose, and sometimes that makes you brave enough to try. Nice. The hard copy is currently on display. And do you guys want me to read the synopsis? No. Since this is the last chapter. (laughs) Now... I will say the synopsis unfortunately cuts off because it's like multiple pages and I think that they're stapled together and they've left them stapled together. So yeah, you only we only see page. the first page, but it's still a pretty good synopsis. And Kate, as Katie pointed out to me in the car when I read it, it's funny that this is just the synopsis of the book before anybody really got to see it. Mm. And it touches on so many iconic things in Harry Potter in just the first page of the synopsis. Do it. Read it. I didn't read it, so I'm, I'm ready. Well, I can't read, so... I'll read it for you. Thank you. Harry Potter lives with his aunt, uncle, and cousin because his parents died in a car crash. Or so he has been told. The Dursleys don't like Harry asking questions. In fact, they don't seem to like anything about him, especially the very odd things that keep happening around him, which Harry can't himself, which Harry himself can't explain. (laughs) The Dursley's greatest fear is that Harry will discover the truth about himself. So when letters start arriving for him near his 11th birthday, he isn't allowed to read them. However, the Dursleys aren't dealing with an ordinary postman. And at midnight on Harry's birthday, the gigantic Rubius Hagrid breaks down the door to make sure Harry gets to read his post at last. Ignoring the horrified Dursleys, Hagrid informs Harry that he is a wizard, and the letter he gives Harry explains that he is expected at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry in a month's time. To the Dursleys' fury, Hagrid also reveals the truth about Harry's past. Harry did not receive the scar on his forehead in a car crash. It is really the mark of the great dark sorcerer Voldemort who killed Harry's mother and father, but mysteriously couldn't kill him, even though he was a baby at the time. Harry is famous among the witches and wizards who live in secret all over the country because Harry's miraculous survival marked Voldemort's downfall. So Harry, who has never had friends or family worth the name, sets off for a new life in the wizarding world. He takes a trip to London with Hagrid to buy his Hogwarts equipment, robes, wand, cauldron, beginner's draft, and potion kit, and shortly afterwards sets off for Hogwarts from King's Cross Station, platform nine and three quarters, to follow in his parents' footsteps. Harry makes friends with Ronald Weasley, sixth in his family to go to Hogwarts and tired of having to use secondhand spellbooks, and Hermione Granger, cleverest girl in the year and the only person in the class to know all the uses of dragon's blood. I find it funny that, like, this is in her synopsis, the Mm. dragon's blood. It's kind (laughs) of weird. Together, they have their first lessons in magic, astronomy up on the tallest tower at two in the morning, herbology out in the greenhouses where the mandrakes and wolvesbane are kept, this article that I found suddenly has the entire synopsis and not just the first page. Yeah, right. Because that's where it cut off. Yeah, that was right where it cut off. It's really not that Should much I longer. Should mandrakes for sorcerers now? Yeah. That's pretty boss. Mandrakes and Wolfsbane are kept. Potions down in the dungeons with the loathsome Severus Snape. Harry, Ron, and Hermione discover the school's secret passageways, learn how to deal with Peeves the Poltergeist, and how to tackle an angry mountain troll. Best of all, Harry becomes a star Quidditch 
the star player at Quidditch, wizard football played on broomsticks. What interests Harry and his friends most, though, is why the corridor on the third floor is so heavily guarded. Following up a clue dropped by Hagrid, who, when he is not delivering letters, is Hogwarts' gamekeeper, they discover that the, on- that the only philosopher's stone in existence is being kept at Hogwarts, a stone with powers to give limitless wealth and eternal life. Harry, Ron, and Hermione seem to be the only people who have realized that Snape the Potions Master is planning to steal the stone, and what terrible things it could do in the wrong hands. For the Philosopher's Stone is all that is needed to bring Voldemort back to full strength and power. It seems Harry has come to Hogwarts to meet his parents' killer face to face, with no idea how he survived last time. Who wouldn't want to publish this? Apparently several people. (laughs) Yep, a lot of people who are mad they didn't. I was into it. But I think it's cool that they touch, like, just in this, I mean, we talk about, obviously, Hogwarts, which is massive for the entire series. King's Cross, Platform 9 and 3 quarters. Mm -hmm. We Um, learn about subjects. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we learn about subjects they take. And Katie said, like, how cool is it that this was written before anybody, obviously, had any clue what this was going to turn into right so like we had no idea that there would ever legitimately be a platform nine and three quarters at king's cross station now if you go to king's cross right or that there's a hogwarts in orlando florida right that you can go and walk in yeah it's so cool i just can't believe reading that that like nobody would be interested in this story well somebody was yep true Things happen for a specific reason. Maybe mm-hmm. if it went through those publishers, it wouldn't have been what it had been. Right. Or, yeah. You know. yep. Everything happens for a reason. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, is that all for that? Yeah. Cool. I have a little weekly profit update. I got an email today telling me that my Harry Potter The Wand collection is set to be delivered on November 14th. Fantastic Beast Illustrated is set to come out November 7th. I yeah, got mine, the other day. mine shipped today. Yeah, so did mine. Did Jeez. I not order that? I don't know. Did you? It's I the thought I did. copy of the uh, Anyways, I thought things. that was cool it's because exciting. that's my anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got to check my Amazon oh, to see if that? I ordered it. Jimmy oh. Fallon's mother died. Oh, that's sad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jimmy. I oh. like Jimmy Fallon. I like Jimmy Fallon. Mm. It's getting real sad. Yeah. We'll get Pip back up. Woo, 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 woo. I'll bring us into the recap. Do it. Pep re- re- back re- up. Recap. <laughs> there you go, Katie. <laughs> Thank you. So, last time uh, the students had the end of year exams. Don't worry. All three of them made it through. <gasps> they did? <laughs> yep. Uh, Hagrid let slip how to get past Fluffy. Dumbledore was called away to the ministry, and Snape's going to steal the stone that same night. The trio goes through the trap door and they make it through all the enchantments only to find out that it isn't Snape or Voldemort waiting for Harry. Wow. Dot, dot, dot. <coughs> all right. It's the <laughs> shot of the century. It's not Snape, but his poor st- st- stuttering Professor Quirrell. Oh my God, that was so good. <laughs> Harry and Quirrell go back and forth with Quirrell. Quirrell. Quirrel. Quirrel. Him, um, he was the one trying to kill Harry the whole year, and Snape was trying to save him. Harry learns how to get the stone out of the mirror, sort of. And uh, Quirrell tries to get it from him, but doesn't succeed. Somehow, Harry's able to defeat Quirrell slash Valdi, but he passes out from the pain in his head. He wakes up three days later, the Dumbledore telling him what he missed and what happened with Quirrell. We end 
the book with everybody passing their exams, and they all head back home for the summer. Because school's out for oh, some. For the summer. <laughs> also, hold on, it wasn't a good oh, one. That wasn't good. Three days. He's out for three days. Ooh. Uh, uh, oh, man. Didn't catch that. So good. My eye is so itchy. <laughs> Moving on. Let's learn about what happened. I said, to start this out, oh, hello, Quirrell, you tool. <laughs> yep. Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. And he's not twitchy. Nope. Actor nope. of the century, friends. Mm-hmm. Way to go. I have a question about that, though. You do you, boo. He taught at Hogwarts before he, like, knew Voldemort. Mm-hmm. They said he changed after he came after back. After he came his... back from the forest. Oh, yeah. that's right. I yeah. knew that. They were like, he he saw vampires, so that's why he's wearing like the yeah, garlic like, and scared. stuff. They said it like this. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, so Harry's shocked to find that Quirrell is in the final room. He's like, he's so flabbergasted. He just continues to blurt out like questions. So. Harry reveals that he thought that it would be Snape. And Quirrell says, quote, he does seem the type. So is it common knowledge for everyone that at least as a teacher that Snape was a former Death Eater? That's a really good question. Because I think so. Because people didn't really hide that they were Death Eaters during the first war, I don't think. I mean, whenever if you think back to it, I didn't mean to interrupt you. It's okay. I'll continue. Go ahead. I was just going to say that, like, Lily even knew that he was the Death mm-hmm. Eater at Hogwarts. You're right. That's what I was going to kind of build off of, because Dumbledore, obviously, he knows. Mm-hmm. But at Hogwarts, students or teachers aren't dumb. Students are talking about all these things, and Lily knew yeah. that they were forming, like, this little Death Eater thing. And, mm-hmm. I mean, that could have spread to a teacher. So, at the very least, the teachers who were there back then, who yeah. had taught him, might know. So, do you think they hold, like, the prejudice? I probably would, to be honest. I don't know. I mean, they probably trust Dumbledore, though. I think it would Eh. still be difficult. I mean, think about how McGonagall says, yeah, for all those years, you know, he trusts Hagrid, blah, blah, blah. But she still doesn't. That's true. That's true. But honestly, he doesn't really give you a reason to. Who's Snape? Yeah. If you think about how he behaves, you know, taking aside all his, his mission and whatnot. He, he's just not nice. No. Better. Sorry if you're a Snape person, but you you can't deny that he's mean. He's to just children. not nice, especially in this book. Yeah, and I get that he's been through stuff. Yeah, I get it. But a lot of other people think about what all Dumbledore went through. Yeah, honestly. So, moving on. That's a whole other <laughs> conversation. That's for a Felix file Snape episode. Yeah. Um. All right. So. Quirrell also says that it was useful that Snape had been uh, swooping around like an overgrown bat. So like description. Kind of. I know. For real. <laughs> and we've seen that with Sarah. She reenacted that. I like to pretend I'm uh, certain professors like Snape or But if you Hagrid. think about it, it totally took the attention off of Quirrell mm-hmm. and put it all onto Snape. Yeah. Um, I point out that the stutter was an act. And Harry continues to blurt out all these thoughts at Quirrell because he's so shocked. And Quirrell tells Harry that he tried to kill him and Snape tried to save him at the Quidditch match. No, dear boy. 
I tried to kill you. (laughs) (laughs) And then Snape actually wanted to rough the next match so that he could keep Harry safe. And Quirrell said he couldn't have done anything anyways because Dumbledore was there, thus proving what Hermione said. Hermione. That nobody could could hurt Harry while Dumbledore was around. As long as Dumbledore's around, (laughs) we'll all be safe. Not while I'm around. Shout out to Sweeney Todd. As long as Dumbledore's around, you can't be touched. You can't be touched. So Quirrell also describes Snape as being unpopular. So I was wondering, is it Death Eater stuff or just because he's always so jolly? (laughs) Um... I think he's just it's probably he's set a up combination. A, yeah, a whole, both, I he's would made think. a horrible reputation for himself. He probably doesn't want to talk to other people because like, Lily's does he dead. have any friends? No, because Lily died. And I know Dumbledore's not really like a probably friend, per se. Filch. Okay, lovely I, company. I don't would you think really so. call that a friend? Because he kind of orders him around. But they have the same ideals occasionally. Occasionally, <laughs> I like the way you said occasionally. <laughs> I don't think he has any friends, Mm -hmm. and I think that he is kicking himself because the only person he ever loved is dead, and he was mean to her. He was mean to her. Voldemort is his friend. Okay, I would disagree. Voldemort has no friends. That's true, too. Nagini. He's not a friend. That's an animal. Uh, Bellatrix. Yes. (laughs) All right. Shout out to Delphi. Uh, <laughs> I can't do that this episode. All right, moving on. So Quirrell snaps his fingers and ropes are wrapped around Harry. So I want to know about wandless magic. And so I couldn't really find a whole lot. Um, I found some on the lexicon and basically it was just talking about like non-Western wizarding cultures that don't use wands, such as like the African school. You, uh, I don't know how to say that. You God, you God do, you God do. I don't know how to say it. I'm you don't sorry. have it written in here, so I can't attempt. Yeah, I'm like trying to look them up. Mm, yeah, sorry, guys. So where they only use hand gestures. Ugadu. Ugadu. I think that's Could be. They only use hand gestures, and they've perfected the art of, like, being an animagus with no wands. And that's, that's, crazy. that's from Pottermore. But, like, I don't know. How powerful do you think you have to be to be able to but do like, wandless magic? I don't know. Because, like, Harry does wandless magic, if you think about, like, when he blew up Aunt Marge. Yeah, but that's him. I don't think that's him. I mean, clearly, yeah, it's wandless magic. But, but it's accidental. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So, I don't know. It's just really interesting. Did, like, whenever we were talking about this chapter, did one of you mention that Hermione does it at one point? I think she does. I don't know if it's in this book, but... I don't know. It's definitely not in this book if she does that. Wandless magic. I always go back to like nonverbal magic and it's not the same thing. Yeah, it's not the same thing. That's probably what we were thinking maybe. Could be. But like, yeah, wandless. I just thought it was interesting because like we know he's difficult. We know he's like powerful. Quirrell. Yeah. So it's difficult anyways, like when they're learning to do... um, is it what is it called when they're they, nonverbal? Nonverbal. Mm-hmm. So like they have they struggle with that because there's a whole class like they have 
days dedicated to learning how to well, do that. Because and they so, actually, the professors in all of the classes make them practice nonverbal yeah. spells. Mm-hmm. Like it, it goes all the way from defense to charms to transfiguration. Yeah, seventh year or sixth years are like expected to basically only use wand or not wand whisk. <laughs> We're gonna keep getting these confused. Yeah, non-verbal. nonverbal magic. So, I mean, you have to be more powerful than that to do... Wandless. Wandless magic. Yeah. I agree. It's so I just wanted to know more because, you know... I just find it interesting that he doesn't have a wand on him. Yeah. Because how are you doing all that stuff? Wandless? Maybe he does have it on him. He just didn't feel like taking it out at that point. But I still think he could... Even if he didn't have his wand on him, he'd still be able to do wandless magic. Probably. If you could do it, it might be more... It might be. It might come easier to you if you have your wand on you, maybe. Then, it, then it would if you did. I just, I just find it hard to believe that he, he, he would never not have a wand on him going down there. Yeah. So he probably yeah. was on him somewhere. Just easier to snap your fingers and get some ropes. I guess so. <laughs> Instead of saying incarcerous, right? Yeah. You could just be like snappity snap snap snap. Y'all roped up. Y'all roped up. So yeah. I would love to learn a little bit more about wandless magic, though. I agree. And we discovered that. Oh, yep. Dear Dear Joe. Dear Joe. Teach us about wandless magic. Teach us something, please. The wandless magic. Okay. Are you done? Yes. All right. We discover that Quirrell let the troll in and that he has a special gift with trolls. What kind of a gross person? So I wrote, okay, creep. (laughs) It's just a little weird that you have like a special gift with trolls. Guys, JK Rowling is just retweeting stuff right now. Should I tweet her? She's like on Twitter. Okay. I'm going to ask her, teach us about wandless magic, Joe. Let's go back to him being a creep. Yeah, it's a little weird. What kind of a person do you have to be? It's a special kind of person. It's a quarrel kind of person. Mm -hmm. And then this this is what I... This is something that's been sticking with me. Quirrell states that the three-headed dog didn't bite off Snape's leg properly. So it almost makes it sound like he was, like, commanding Fluffy Mm. or at least hoping for a certain result. But, like, the way I read that when I reread it, I was like, wait a minute. That kind of sounds funny. But I don't think he was commanding. I mean, as much as that would be interesting, I don't think he was commanding Fluffy. But I'm just thinking. it does sound weird. Yeah. Yeah. He's just hoping for that. That end result. And then... Oh, yeah. That's an interesting way to read. Read read it. It says, uh, not only did my troll fail to beat you to death, that three-headed dog didn't even manage to bite Snape's leg off properly. See? Because he's commanding the troll. It makes it sound like he's also Mm -hmm. commanding Fluffy, but he's not, right? I don't think so. Because he was trying to, like, figure out how to get past him or whatever with the yeah, confrontation yeah. in the forest, yeah. well, you know. It's just a thought. No, no, I like, and, it's just oh, I was going to be like, he did, who, what did he teach? Defense Against the Dark Arts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He might have a special gift with animal, like, creatures, I should say, in general. Well, if you think Ish. about it, like, Lupin, his specialty with defense was the creatures. Yeah. So maybe that's just something that... Comes easier to quarrel. Yeah. This might say, is he dead? Quarrel? Does he die? Quirrell? Yeah. He Sarah dust. Sarah. That's the, the you read Harry Potter. No, but I don't, does he say that he's dead? 
I think it's implied. I think it's implied That's as well. That's what I'm well. asking if he flat out was like, Yeah, it's nah, implied because... Well, we'll get to it, but... We'll get to it. We'll save that conversation. Can I, have, can I look at that copy really quick, or do you need it right now? I, uh, can I give it to you in like one second? Sure. Okay. So I'm just going to finish this up. Um, Sarah brought up a comparison between Coral and Malfoy later on. Um, Coral uses beasts or creatures to do his dirty work, much like Malfoy uses other means to try and attain his ends, like with the necklace and yeah. the wine. So, nice job, Sarah Bear. Sometimes I can, you know, do things. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. All right. What are you looking up? Yeah, what are you I looking up? I see... I can't remember um, it's your if turn it to says speak. that he, like, no, it doesn't. It just says he felt Quirrell's arm wrenched from his grasp, knew all was lost, and fell into blackness down. Yeah. Well, and down. then Dumbledore said he pulled Quirrell off of him. Yeah. yeah. So he wasn't yeah. dead when he pulled Quirrell off of him, but <gasps> what if Dumbledore was like, pew, pew, about a cadaver, see ya. <laughs> pew, pew. Well, maybe because we've talked about the fact that um, with animals, they weren't going to live long with Voldemort living inside of him. Maybe Voldemort. But now I have questions. For not obtaining what he needed him to. But here's the thing I know we're so not to that part yet, but like, if Dumbledore is pulling Quirrell off, is Voldemort still there? Uh uh. He bounced? I think so. Don't you think when he bounced, Quirrell would have died? But if... That's what I'm saying. But if Quirrell's on... If he left, Quirrell's on top of him. Quirrell's in pain, too. So do you think he, like, left and then Quirrell's not in pain anymore and that's why he's still, like, on top of Harry trying to choke him out? Maybe. I have hand motions going on. I think Quirrell would be in pain whether Voldemort was attached to him or not because... Even Quirrell can understand something that pure because he's so tarnished by. Yeah, but isn't the Voldemort. only reason why he can't touch him is because Voldemort's inside him and Voldemort can't. It's Voldemort Maybe, yeah. who's the protectionist. No, it was. It, I don't think that it has to do with. Um, you think it's anybody trying to hurt Harry? No, I think it's specifically Voldemort, but I don't think it has to do with the Horcrux within him. I think that it is just because Lily's sacrifice was very. Was, strictly to protect Harry from Voldemort. So as long as that protection is there, it's all about the protection, not anything about the Horcrux. No, I'm not talking about the Horcrux. Did I say Horcrux? Yeah. No? Yes? I'm saying no. I don't know. Somebody said, or maybe it was you. Somebody said something about No, I'm just saying because, because... Coral is a temporary Horcrux. Yeah. Lily's protection Oh, maybe that's what you meant by Horcrux. Yeah, would only affect... Quirrell because Voldemort was there. Otherwise, yeah. Quirrell would be able to right. touch him because he touched him in Diagon Alley. Yes. So, come on. I just misunderstood your use of Horcrux. That's I thought okay. you were talking about the Horcrux within Harry, no. not Quirrell almost acting as one because he's temporary. I got you. Do you want me to tell you? But I just want to know. I want to know. Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it? How would it come in handy? Maybe you have an upcoming international trip. Maybe you want to connect with family and friends. Learn about a new culture. Want to understand certain pop culture things. Well, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. And guess what? It's available on desktop 
or as an app, and it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 language, languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. These are just some of the examples of languages that you can learn. Fast language ac acquisition. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in so many ways. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's designed for long-term retention, and it's got built-in true accent features to give you feedback on your pronunciation. It's kind of like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's also really convenient, and I'm really excited that there's an app. There's an app option, and you could also use it on your desktop. It's got an audio companion, and it's the ability to download lessons so you can do this offline. And it's at an amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and languages needed in life. That's a lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off. It's a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Swish and Flick listeners will get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Today. We're like so jumping the gun with let's this chapter. Maybe let's wait until okay. we get to that. Do you want to wait? I don't yeah. Care. Okay. I'll try and remind you, although my brain is mush. So <laughs> um, Harry thinks in his mind while he is bound by these ropes that Quirrell snapped at him. Um, what I want more than anything else in the world at the moment is to find the stone before Quirrell does. So if I look in the mirror, I should see myself finding it, which means I'll see where it's hidden. But how can I look without Quirrell realizing what I'm up to? He figures out the secret to the mirror, kind of, for the most part. I mean, not exactly, but he understands what the mirror is. So that's kind of why that thought comes into his mind. Um, it's pretty smart. Yeah. And I don't think... Um, had Harry not gone down there, I don't think Quirrell would have ever been able to get it. He no, would have just been staring at the mirror. Because he wants to use it for Voldemort. Right. And you can't get it if you want to use it. So this makes me think, did them going down there really do anything? <laughs> oh, oh, I see. But, I don't know. You can hear, um... You can hear another voice say to use the boy. So Quirrell makes Harry look in the mirror and Harry says to himself that he must lie about what he sees no matter what. But he sees his reflection and then watches himself wink and put the stone in his pocket. And then suddenly he feels it there. Now, what I think is if Harry hadn't looked in the mirror, would that have been better? I mean, the stone never would have appeared anywhere had Harry not looked in the mirror, even though that's what Harry wanted. He was like, oh, I want to go look in the mirror and see where it is. Well, by him looking there, it suddenly appeared. So now it's at a risk. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
So yeah. never I thought of that before. I yeah, I don't know. So suddenly, um, would Quirrell have had ever been able to get it? I don't, no. I don't think so. So Definitely Voldemort not. was correct in making him making Harry look. Mm-hmm. You know, that was his only chance. Quirrell and the other voice, Voldemort, as we know now, knew that Harry lied about what he saw in the mirror which is him shaking hands with Dumbledore because he won the house cap for Gryffindor. Um, and then I was going to read Voldemort's speech. Do you think that... Am I trying to get out of here? Like, Voldemort knew how the mirror worked? And he knew Harry was pure of heart? I think he may have. Yeah? Because yeah. they we don't know when the mirror came to school. Because had no clue. Could... Voldemort have come across the mirror in his time at Hogwarts? I mean, he, we did, he did some exploring. Did think, we know that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he thought that he knew more secrets about the castle than anyone. He mm-hmm. didn't think that anybody else would have ever discovered the Room of Requirement. That's why That's he true. thought that the diadem was so safe in there. Mm-hmm. Because I'm sure when he found that, maybe he was the first person to find it. So when he put it in there, that's all that was in there. Otherwise, why would he have thought that it would be so safe, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but his arrogance, man, at least in his downfall. Yeah, definitely. If he, if that was the only thing, then it'd be buried under all that other crap that's in there. You know what I mean? Like, when you see it, it's the it room of, like, been, lost like, stuff. Shifted. I don't know. Maybe people saw it and thought it was pretty, so they kept moving it around. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. Thoughts. Dear Joe. Um, so Voldemort's little speech after this, you know, Coral reveals this face on the back of his head. It says, it was the most terrible face Harry had ever seen. It was chalk white with glaring red eyes and slits for nostrils like a snake. So even from the very beginning, he is compared to a serpent, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which I think is interesting. Yeah, important. Um, so he says, Harry Potter, see what I have become, mere shadow and vapor, and I have form only when I can share another's body. But there have always been those willing to let me into their hearts and minds. Unicorn blood has strengthened me these past few these past weeks. You saw faithful Quirrell drinking it for me in the forest, and once I have the elixir of life, I will be able to create a body of my own. Now, why don't you give me that stone in your pocket? Don't be a fool. Better save your own life and join me, or you'll meet the same end as your parents. They died begging me for mercy. And Harry shouts, liar. You liar! (laughs) How did he know it was in his pocket? Because he was Voldemort. I bet you just because he knew how it worked. Is he still okay with legilimens? He really... he's um, a vapor? He liked playing what's in Hagrid's pocket. (laughs) So he wanted to play that with Harry. Oh my gosh. (laughs) He also then continues to say, how touching. I always value bravery. Yes, boy, your parents were brave. I killed your father first. And he put up a courageous fight. But your mother needn't have died. She was trying to protect you. Now give me the stone unless you want her to have died in vain. I think he's... His manipulating is coming out. Right. Because James had no chance to fight. So he's just kind of feeding him a a story. I just pulled hair out of my head. Well, don't do that anymore. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Ugh. Sad. It's sad. 
So yeah, Harry, he says, I don't think so, pretty much. He <laughs> says, <laughs> never! <laughs> so he refuses to give up the stone. That's our brave Harry. And Voldemort order, orders Quirrell to seize him. And they have, I called it the uh, Harry and Quirrell tussle. <laughs> so Quirrell grabs onto him and he cannot stand to touch him. He immediately howls in agony. You know, he, his hands are raw and red and burned and shiny and they blister later on. Um, but whenever they touch, Harry's scar hurts so bad it feels like his head's going to split into two. I can't even every time I feel like Harry feels that pain a lot and every time I read it ever yeah it's terrible so Harry catches on that Quirrell can't stand it grabs he he grabs his face and his arm and Voldemort's yelling to kill him kill him and the pain in Harry's head is way too much the last thing he remembers is someone wrenching his arm or his hand off of Quirrell's arm and he passes out boom boom Whoa. I feel like that happens I a mean, lot I mean, Voldemort should have known that Coral couldn't have killed him anyway. Right? Whoa. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Voldemort's pretty, uh, what did we say? Arrogant? Yeah, thinks, but I mean... things the, are going to go the, the way he plans and... The prophecy, though. The prophecy. But he doesn't know the full prophecy. True. Hmm. All right. Well, so Harry passed out. <laughs> and uh now he wakes up that's it see ya one <laughs> yeah. that's where the book ends what happened we don't know so harry wakes up to what he thinks at first is a golden snitch floating in front of him but it's actually dumbledore's glasses he sees golden thank you um so harry freaks out about the stone and he um wants to know like what happened to it? What happened to Quirrell? What happened down there? Everything. And Dumbledore's like, slow your roll because <laughs> there's some things we got to talk about. And uh, he's like, first of all, Quirrell doesn't have the stone. And then he's like, look at all of this stuff that your friends have sent you. <laughs> Trying to, like, essentially um, get him off topic. And I think it's funny because he's got, like, a bunch of... They sent him goodies, candy, sweets, all that stuff. And the twins try to send him a toilet seat, which is, like, a throwback to the beginning of the book <laughs> when uh, they said something to their mother about that. Blown up. Yeah, toilets. blown up toilets or whatever. And um, I believe Madame Pomfrey was like, no, nah, bros, you're not doing that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> She said it wouldn't be sanitary. Yeah, it's true. Especially, God only knows where they got it from. You know what I mean? Like, they probably got it from the gross toilet. I hope it was Myrtle's. <laughs> that was what I, that's where I was thinking it would be from. Um, so then Harry um, has, learns that he's been out for three days. And he keeps bringing this stone up. So Dumbledore tells him that he um, arrived just in time to save Harry and pull Quirrell off of him. And the stone has been destroyed. So then Harry asks about Nicholas Flamel. Um, because now that means he's going to essentially die. So... He has enough elixir left to set his affairs in order for himself and his wife before they die. So my question is, how much elixir, like, do you have to drink it every day, like, I wonder, or... I also wonder how much he had to have saved up, because yeah. I'm sure he didn't have... I mean, we know he didn't have the stone in his possession already for, for a while. For an entire year, probably more than. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe Dear it's Joe. not every day, because that yeah. would be a lot. But maybe he had vats of it. He had been alive for a long time. He probably had a yeah, lot of money. But people might want to go like after him, though. It's true. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I wrote over here. 
And so Dumbledore was like, don't worry um, about, yes, they'll die. And he says, and this is a quote that a lot of people um, actually get tattooed on their body, because he says, death is but the next great adventure. And I like that. Because he's like, it's really like going to bed after a very, very long day. Because, like, I don't know. I wouldn't want to live forever. Like, even mm-hmm. if, like, at least he's got his, like, little wife with him. 665 years is a long time. It's a long time. Yeah. Like, think of how much the world has changed in that time. Mm. And it's too much for me to bear. (laughs) Would they have had to have moved around a lot? Probably. So muggles wouldn't suspect? Yeah, Or maybe they were in, like, a wizarding community. I don't know. Well, even wizards die, though. Yeah. They don't live forever. Well, yeah, but I'm sure that people knew who Nicholas Flamel was. Yeah. Yeah, or maybe they wanted to move around too because they didn't want people to like come after them for their electro mm-hmm. life. Um, <laughs> and so then Harry starts asking about Voldemort, but he struggles to say his name. And so then we hear um, Dumbledore's like, "No, you're calling by his name." And he says this, and I always think of Hermione saying this: mm-hmm. "Is fear of a name increases fear of the thing itself." Um, and so then he asks if Voldemort is gone, and Dumbledore says, "No, he cannot be killed." It seems to me. Um, the Dumbledore knew Harry would have to die in order to kill Voldemort because he says this essentially. And he also said, so going back to earlier in the podcast, we were talking about if, um, Cor- or Voldemort left Quirrell's body. And so this is what it says. He says he cannot be killed. He left Quirrell to die. He shows just as little mercy to his followers as his enemies. Um, and then I also said that Hagrid is right. Cause at the beginning he's mm-hmm. like, you know, Coswalps in my opinion. Like, yeah. he thinks he's still out there and everything. So... Yeah, we do learn. Do, do you think that... <laughs> this is a sick thought. Do you think that uh, after Voldemort left Quirrell and Dumbledore's there because he pulls Quirrell off, do you think Dumbledore's just, like, watching Quirrell die? He probably doesn't really have any way to save him, though. I so, bet you I he mean, left he, him. He probably picked Harry up and was like, all right... Bye. I just think that, like, Quirrell would have died from such a dark type of magic that mm-hmm. there's nothing really that Dumbledore could have done anyway. Well, and I bet you that, like, the whole blistering thing didn't help either. Like, I think all of that, like, he's going to die yeah. shortly, like, or he's dead by the time that Voldemort leaves him. Ugh. Yeah. Sad. Maybe. But not yeah. really, because he kind of brought that on himself. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if Quirrell died first and then Voldemort had to leave because there was nothing for him to, like, be a part but of. I just anymore. wonder how that plays yeah. out with Dumbledore being there. Yeah. I don't know. Like what is that? I bet you Voldemort like? was gone by the time that Dumbledore got down. Because I mean, I we we can't say for sure because it doesn't really explain in the book. But at least in the movies, you see, like um, a vapory Voldemort. Yeah, because right. you see, yeah, Quirrell I, get turned to dust and then he's floating away. Yeah, I just wonder how that like really looks. How does he get out of the school? Like, yeah, yeah, it's an interesting. Like, I want to know because they did say where does Valdi go? I'm like, we really don't see. Um, you don't really see him. Probably. This, you don't see this Voldemort return till four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's when he gets his baby body. Yeah. And then a big boy body. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you see, because it's the, it's the um, Tom Riddle in the diary that you see, and then the yeah. third mm-hmm. one, you He's don't see He's not Baldi. there, yeah. Baldy ain't in there. Because, uh, oh, jeez, there's just so many questions yes. that are not answered. Well, because even it says, so then it goes on to say, nevertheless, Harry, while you may only have delayed... His return to power, it will merely take someone else who is prepared to fight what seems a losing battle next time. And if he is delayed again and again, why, he may never return to power. And then I was thinking, like, if this happened, like, 
and Harry died a natural death, like, would that have happened? Or would they, like, how does that work? I don't if think one... Harry could have died a natural death. So, like, would he have lived forever if Voldemort never well, came back Well, he was tied to Voldemort. Interesting thoughts. Interesting thoughts. Um, and then I, so, then Harry asks... Dumbledore for the truth, and I like Dumbledore's response, and it says, the truth, it is a beautiful and terrible thing, and should therefore be treated with great caution. However, I shall answer your questions unless I have a very good reason not to, in which case, I beg you'll forgive me, I shall not, of course, lie. This is the honest, this most honest conversation he's had with him, like... Probably ever. Because he does tell him that he's not going to tell him everything, but he'll tell him some things. But in five... He's like, Harry, I'm going to tell you everything. And it's like, BS, you don't tell him everything. No, right. Because there's so many, like, after he dies, like, there's so many unleft questions. And then Harry's grappling with, like, reading that book about Dumbledore. And he's like, I don't even know him. Like, where he thought they were so close. The and then he's like, oh, shoot. Like, Which I wish was a book yeah. that we could read. Yeah. so cool. Yeah. It's mapped out for you. She's already got chapters written. Let's go, Joe. Yeah. Come on. Yes. Um, yes. And so... Harry asks um, why Voldemort said he only killed my mother because she tried to stop him from killing me, but why would he want to kill me in the first place? Then he's like, I'm not telling you. (laughs) (laughs) But then, like, we also find out that, like, the reason why Voldemort said he only killed his mother, um, because Snape asked him to spare her. And I think he was like, you know what, Snape, I'll do you this one favor, but, like, at the same time, if she gets in my way, she's gonna die. Right. Which is what happened. Um, How many chances did he give her? Was it three? It might have been. Possible. We do have the book over Possible ding. Um, That's in Deathly Hallows, isn't it? Correct. Correct. So Megan's going to look that up for sure. Um, And so Dumbledore won't tell him that reason why. So Harry won't find this out until he's 17, right? He doesn't find out until he gets the same memories. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, he also asked why Quirrell couldn't touch Harry, and then Dumbledore answers that because of his mother's love and how she sacrificed herself for him, and that love protects him. He says it's in your very skin, and then we also kind of find out later it's also in his blood. Uh, we learn that, yes. It's also really cute. I think that's the moment where it says Dumbledore chose to look out the window mm. at that moment so mm-hmm. Harry could dry his eyes on his bed sheet. Yeah. I was like, oh. I like how he gives him that Harry. moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's just sad. It is really sad. All right. He also asked. Is it in his memories? Yes. Uh, or is it in three when he relives stuff with the Dumbledore? Let me think. Let me think of where. So, what are we talking Google about? Google it. There's the internets. Um, Cause I, I oh, don't think you, it's in here because it's. Oh, like, you know what? It might not be. They jump from um, him asking Dumbledore to keep her safe. And then he says, I thought you were going to keep her safe. She and James put their faith in the wrong person, rather like you, Severus. Yeah. Weren't you hoping that Lord Voldemort would spare her? Yes. Um, Tiffany's Googling it. Yeah. So he also, he also asks why Quirrell can't, couldn't, oh, we got that, because of love, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly I can't read. Like every episode, we learn that Dumbledore is the one that gave Harry um, his father's invisibility cloak. He also asks why Snape hates him, or he asks like, "So Snape hates me because he hated my dad." Like, isn't that right? And then while Dumbledore doesn't deny it, um, he also tells Harry that his father saved Snape's life, and that could be why 
Um, Snape has tried to save Harry because he didn't want to owe anything to James. And I also wrote in my notes, but he also like loves Lily. So like that could be part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Interesting. Interesting things to think about. So finally he asks how he got the stone out of the mirror. And we learn it's because only a person who wanted the stone wanted it, but didn't want to use it um, mm-hmm. was able to get it. And then Dumbledore leaves, but not before trying one Bertie Bott's every flavored bean. And he says a quote that I say a lot. Alas, earwax. (laughs) I can't find it right away. Hmm. So it's interesting. You learn a lot about... I I think it's in three, though. You know, Harry's life. So it's interesting to even think about, like, how, how much... Now reading all of the books, did he know? Like, and we discussed this even in the chapter or the episode before this. I also wonder, like, how much Dumbledore learned from just like this experience. Yeah, yeah. And like we said, he, we kind of think he was doing like a trial, like of how can Harry handle himself, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. he's eleven years old. When yeah, but to- if you think about it, like, good thing he started now. Because I don't know if Dumbledore really thought that it would necessarily happen as quickly as it did. Mm-hmm. Do you think he was Harry just like to d- fight him at seventeen? Yeah, but then I think about like, okay, how else is he training him up? And then I think about two. That wasn't Dumbledore's plan, obviously. Yeah, that was no, that, that was Malfoy Senior. Um, yeah, three. He does a little bit with the whole time, saving Buckbeak time and Turner. time mm-hmm. and. This is random and talking about book two. Do you think that Voldemort said to Lucius and was like, bro, like if anything happens to me, we know the answer to this. I do can we? answer this. What is he? Does he, he gives him the diary and tells him the plan that he wants to do, but he wants to say when to do it. Oh. He then disappears, never gets a chance to tell Lucius when to do it, and then Lucius just decides to do it when he wants. And when do we Obviously learn that? not knowing that this is a horcrux. I believe in seven. Okay. Clearly, I, or it, it was six or seven. I can't remember, but I... Um, is he mad at Lucius? Yes, he's very mad yeah. at Lucius when he comes back and finds out that his one horcrux got destroyed. Because obviously Lucius didn't know how valuable really that item was he just thought that it was this diary that somehow would open the chamber of secrets but he didn't know uh what that meant mm-hmm. and didn't know that i think it had he known it was a horcrux he would have oh yeah treated it a little, a little differently. yeah definitely <laughs> okay But he does know, like, Lucius does know that this book will somehow open the Chamber of Secrets, and Voldemort gave it to me to have that happen eventually. Yeah. Yeah. But Voldemort's supposed to tell him when to do it. Yeah. All right, well, that's also a podcast for another day. Yep. A sooner day than five years. Yeah. (laughs) I also, I don't know. Even just reading this chapter kind of makes me not like Dumbledore that much. Like... It's hard. Because it's you, hard you, to wrap your mind yeah, around. Yeah, like you see it. later on, because like doesn't Snape? Isn't he like you're, you're just using him? He's a he's pawn. raising him a, a, to like a pig for slaughter. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, come on, Dumbledore. Like that's sad. Like he's a lot of sad. But life. if you think like, had he given him all this yeah. information at first, things wouldn't have played out the yeah. way that they would have. Yeah, like you, Harry yeah. wouldn't have been the same person that he was. He would in not. Seven. 
I know, but and, and it, can you imagine? I mean, you just have to think like think about how much therapy this kid's gonna need when he's like grown. All that and like, well, do you know how Harry is in Cursed Child? I didn't finish kind reading it, but also he needs therapy. Yeah, there. But, sad. Okay, let's get back to this. So Harry um, ends up going down to the feast alone after Mod- Madame Pomfrey um, kept fussing about him, just making sure that he was okay. So when he goes in, the Great Hall is decked out in Slytherin colors for winning the House Cup for the seventh year in a row. But sorry to break up that magical number, Slytherin. <laughs> I'm looking at you. Sorry. <laughs> we still should have won. Mm, false. <laughs> so there was no. A- actually, I would argue that Slytherin. Well, Slytherin may have been in first, but Gryffindor should have won by a lot more points because McGonagall decided to take 150 points <laughs> from them for stupid reasons. Okay. <laughs> Still hung up. She's never gonna get over it. No. She says it like she's a Gryffindor. I know. Well, I'm I not get, even that. I don't even have that big of a beef with it. I could it care less. It upsets me. I think she it did it out of principle. Like, have you ever had like? Have you ever? Have no. you ever had like your parent be so mad at you? They're like, well, yeah. Oh, you're talking back to me. So not only are you grounded <laughs> for a week, you're grounded for a whole damn month. Like you're never talking to any of these people again. That would be like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I get you. Um. So there's a great hush when Harry enters the room, and that's not the last time that's going to happen to him. And people were all standing up, and they were trying to get a good look at him, of course, pretty much always doing that. So Dumbledore stands to give his speech of, quote, an old man's wheezing waffle before they eat. And so he's telling the house points. So Gryffindor is in fourth with 312 points. Hufflepuff has 352. Ravenclaw, 426. And Slytherin, 472. But recent events change everything. And he says this in such a way that I'm like, oh, man. He was, like, pumped. What? 150 points. Does that mean that they would have still been in second? They got... She's talking about what McGonagall took away. She can't uh, get over it. I think 412 so. plus 50 is 462. So they still would have just been in second place. Okay. Lame. <laughs> so Dumbledore's like, yes, yes. Well done, Slytherin. And I feel yeah. like he couldn't wait to deal the heavy blow. <laughs> is he Hold biased? My you think? What? Is he biased towards Gryffindor? What house I is think, he in? He's probably a Gryffindor. Gryffindor. Who? I don't Dumbledore. think Dumbledore. I think that Dumbledore probably does a good job at not having bias. He gave I, them a hundred and a million points so they could well, win. A hundred and million points. But he was like, but these points were well, well deserved. I'm not saying they weren't, but he's like, dude, Harry Potter's here. Y'all are gonna win or a year. Maybe he had to think like Gryffindor, Harry Gryffindor. needs something happy in his life. Oh my gosh. Okay. Harry. So the points are dealt as such. Ron, for the best game of chess, 50 points. That Hogwarts has seen these many years. Many years. And Percy can't wait to brag about his brother in McGonagall's chess set. So does this mean that the whole school knows about all the protections? I'm, I, I think, think so. It, which is weeks. kind of still insane. Yeah. Are you giving up all your secrets, man? It's crazy much. to me. 
Hermione, for the cool use of logic in the face of fire. 50 points. So, see, another reason why they should have put that in the movie. The yeah. whole scene. The because the reason why she yeah. gets 50 points is because of using logic. I mean, she doesn't really show logic in the movie at all. True. Te- <laughs> well, technically, she saves them in the movie from the devil's snare. The devil's snare, I guess, yeah. Boo. Still not totally applicable, but yeah. green. Harry, for nerve and courage, 60 points. <laughs> and then I put, why is facing Voldemort only worth 10 more points? <laughs> He really didn't he face him. Like that he did face him. He he faced more so Quirrell. Face to face. The man with two faces. Yeah, but who did he look at more? Quirrell or I feel Baldi. like it was probably equally distributed. I don't know. I man. feel like this is a I stupid wonder, argument. I wonder if Quirrell <laughs> got a headache from flipping around so much. Maybe. Flippity flop. Anywho. Did you just carry a mirror with him? Yeah. <laughs> Here, you oh, I said read from chapter and then I didn't pull it up. <laughs> All right. Fail. Because I can't just say Neville 10 points. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But um, talking about all kinds of courage. Courage. You guys want to talk while I look it up? <laughs> Let's talk about. Guys, I'm hungry. I, I am also hungry. I, that. I had an apple and some hummus and some pretzels. Some Sarah, pretzels. Sarah I had some a hummus. cinnamon roll. A cinnamon roll. I do not like cinnamon Is that rolls. all you've eaten today? What? I don't like I mean, We went them. out to breakfast What don't morning. you like about them? I just don't like them. I've do you like them cinnamon? Times. I got yes, I love cinnamon. And I love baked treats, but <laughs> I, I don't like cinnamon rolls. Can we talk about what's your favorite breakfast cereal? Oh, that's tough. I feel like we're on second breakfast. <laughs> Let's talk about food. Off the s'mores. top of my head. I that's super, your favorite breakfast cereal? I've never had it. I enjoy s'mores. And honey bunches of oats. Honey roasted. Golden grams. The occasional Lucky Charms. My all-time favorite is Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Oh, that's good, no. too. Well, it hands leaves down. a waxy taste in my mouth. It does, but it's so You good. leave a waxy taste in my mouth. <laughs> I love, love them. They're hands down. I also, and I'm not, this is going to make people really not like me. I'm not a Reese fan. I don't like chocolate and peanut butter. You're I know very person. un-American. I don't like peanut butter. Ooh. Um, But I love the Reese PCs, like... The peanut Reese butter puffs, puffs. yes are good. i don't know what it is about them they're so good I, i'm also not a huge cereal eater i really love raisin bran crunch oh, i've never had it i also don't good. like raisins so you wouldn't like it <laughs> <laughs> do we want to go back to harry potter i'm ready yep. okay okay neville neville <laughs> so it's a neville the den was deafening those who could add up while yelling themselves hoarse knew that gryffindor now had 472 points Exactly the same as Slytherin. They had tied for the house cup. If only Dumbledore had given Harry just one more point. Dumbledore raised his hand and the room gradually fell silent. There are all kinds of courage, said Dumbledore, smiling. It takes a great deal of bravery to stand up to our enemies, but just as much to stand up to our friends. I therefore award 10 points to Mr. Neville Longbottom. Hooray! Gryffindor wins the house cup. Whoop, whoop. In your 
face is what I wrote in the doc. Yep. Not oh. your face in particular, but all y'all's faces. With a lot, <laughs> a lot of exclamation points. Well, Ravenclaw won in my heart, so that's all that matters. So it also says that even Ravenclaws and Hufflepuffs were celebrating the downfall of Slytherin. <laughs> Sorry, Meg. <laughs> Decorations changed we're just to Gryffindor. We're the best. The true champions. <laughs> Harry says it was the best evening of his life. And then they also find out that they um, make good grades on their exams. And I said, thanks, Hermione. Even Neville passed. And sadly, Goyle did not fail. Womp womp. So I, I guess Katie you can read. Raised. No. Oh, no? Okay. Um, we also find out that no magic is to be um, done over the holidays. Well, duh. Well, that's sad. So I also thought this was cute. And I guess it's something that I didn't really remember. The first years leave on the boats the same way that they came. I didn't remember that either. I didn't either. Neither did I. I just thought that was sweet. It's cute. On the train, they eat Birdie Bot's beans, and they change back into their muggle clothes. And it takes Night long... Nightgowns? Huh? Nightgowns? Nightgowns? Like what? Archie from the World Cup. Jeez, my <laughs> man. <laughs> Such a random character. Shout out to characters only in one chapter in one book. <laughs> Pierce. <laughs> Um, it takes a long time at King's Cross because they go back through the gate in twos and threes. Thank you. Sorry, Katie. Nope, <laughs> you got it. And Ron invites Harry to stay over the summer because he's such a good friend. Everyone's saying goodbye to Harry and he is still famous. Well, now he is because he got all those points back. Right. Otherwise, he's he would have like, been hated. Yeah, because <laughs> McGonagall's a jerk. But he's like, trust Whoa. me, not famous where I'm going. Right. And so um, Ginny is trying to like take a really good look at her future husband. <laughs> Harry thanks Molly for the presents, and she's so sweet. Six months later, you can't just send Hedwig to Mrs. Weasley. Thanks for the fudge and he's the sweater. An, six months later. He's an 11-year-old boy. I don't nope. think, to think of like... Not oh. acceptable. Also, he never really like... Those are things you're taught, like, oh, you have to say thank you. You didn't get anything at home to say thank you for. I don't want an excuse. True point. Nope. No, that's a fair point. Nope, it's not. Whoa. Okay, wow. <laughs> I think it's rude, Harry. <laughs> don't you worry. He gives her three grandchildren later on, and she doesn't care anymore. Oh, True. Gosh. <laughs> um, and here comes Uncle Vernon, purple-faced and mustached. Petunia. Aren't, aren't we all? Mustached. I'm not. Petunia and Dudley look terrified of him. And then I said, Petunia, you're such a stinking actress because she knows about magic and she's only putting on a show. Yep. Like, she is such a loser. Ugh. I can't stand Petunia, her. She's you such suck. a Petunia. But seriously, like, why are you acting like you're afraid of magic? You're not afraid of magic. You grew up around she's it with your sister. Jelly. You were enamored with it. She's, trying, she's just trying to make Dudley be like, oh my gosh, magic. Like, get over yourself. Magic. Magic. Sorry. I just, that really irked me. Yeah, she's dumb. She is. So Harry believes this summer will be all right because, quote, they don't know we're not allowed to use magic at home. I'm going to have a lot of fun with Dudley this summer. And thus ends Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Dun, dun, dun. Guys, how did we get here? Well, we read a lot of chapters about 42 years ago. <laughs> what? 
What? My parents met at a Halloween party. (laughs) (laughs) True story. (laughs) Me and Meg met on Halloween. That's funny. I think it's been 42 years. I don't know. But honestly, like, this has been great. Yeah. 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 It's... Ben. I okay. I know it's crazy. You're acting. Hey, we have hey, hey. we have six more yes. books plus extra things to go. Through. But it's yes. just crazy that like, like we always we were talking about like how long this is going to take, and we just started. It feels like yeah. So short though. Yeah, you know. Let's um let's move into the lightning last lightning bolt round for it's Sorcerer's a Stone. Bolt round. Come prepared or face the consequences. It's written in the doc. One or two faces. Two. Depends on how bad you are. How naughty you are. Okay. I have only two questions. Okay. I said, what do you think they told Madam Hooch when they went to her about Snape reffing the match? <laughs> She's probably like, oh, what? She is probably livid. Yeah. yeah she I doesn't would... seem the type that would like handle it well. Like, do you think that they... Just said maybe it'll be safer since somebody almost got thrown with their broom last time. Blah blah blah. You're not doing your job. <laughs> is, that, is that all Madame Hooch does? Because she teaches. She teaches flying. She teaches yeah, flying. But years. you don't take flying lessons your whole year. At least we don't see that. So does she literally just show up to? Well, if you think about it, we don't call her Professor Hooch. We Hooch. Is, it just sounds Madame wrong. Hooch. It's Madame Hooch. Yeah, it's Madame Hooch. I know, but like, does she just? So maybe she just does like she's the first rap. semester flying mm-hmm. slash. Maybe she works Referee. for um, one of the pubs, and she makes hooch because that's how she got her name. She could work at the Hogshead. We don't know. Maybe. I bet you she just um, oversees like the pitch and the schedules for like what team is going to have the pitch when. Yeah, and- true. So okay, she certainly does not take care of the school brooms, though. No. All right. Last question. How does Dumbledore know what happened with Neville? Well, someone must have seen him, and he probably told him. That's my guess. Who found him, or did it just wear off? I don't know. I don't think it would wear off. Oh, no, it does wear off, because, yeah. Any secrets in the school spread like wildfire, so. Yeah. Tiffany, what's your theory? everything. It's been three days. Maybe, three days. Maybe there's a portrait in each of the common rooms mm. that can go to and from the common room to the to Dumbledore's office. I now, bet they've seen some interesting stuff. I was going to say, do you think that they've like seen Hanky Panky and then been like, yo, Dumbledore, bro. Why is talk everybody these, a bro? I don't know. <laughs> you got to talk to these students. They're getting too hot and heavy up in the Gryffindor common room up next to the you. fire. Up in like you. they're creating their own fire. <laughs> oh my gosh. We don't need, we That's don't need babies. That's why you go to the room of requirement to do that. Yeah, but what if they don't know what it is? It's not it a Felix is. file, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Just wondering. That turned into a whole another thing. So um, what I'm thinking is maybe a Gryffindor student found Neville got McGonagall she helped him and then she spread to Dumbledore. Dumbledore yeah probably okay that's not nearly as fun of an answer as what <laughs> well I'm just trying to keep it PG <laughs> those are my questions I have a question or it's sort of like pointing something out how do you think the teachers who put up enchantments felt that two 12 year olds and 11 year old 
thwarted their enchantments. Probably pretty crappy. Yep. Huh. Or oh. really impressed. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I have a question. Okay. What is everyone's favorite scene in Sorcerer's Stone? From the movie or the book? No, the book. When your mom called me last night. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sarah. Gosh. Um, ooh, you know what I like? I liked when uh, Hagrid came to get Harry. Yeah. And he gave Dudley a little pigtail. I thought you were going to say when they he busted out the sausages. <laughs> it is <laughs> Shout I out to sausages. To. Um, picturing Halloween in my head, and the way the Great Hall looked. I'll say in the, the pumpkin wafting. I'm same sorry. To Christmas. Mm. Yes. I'll say same to the reveal of Hogwarts when they come through on the boat. Uh, yeah, that's good too. Yeah. And the feasts, all of them. Yeah. All the feasts. All the sausage. Yeah. All them sausages. Hopefully we'll have some sausage at our Halloween. No, we're not doing Halloween. We did that. What are we doing next? Christmas. Christmas. This isn't Halloween. This isn't Halloween. <laughs> this is Christmas. This is Christmas. <laughs> um, let's see. Do I have any questions? Mm-hmm. Let me think of something to ask. Oh, you were going to look up something in your book, and then you were like, remind me. Oh, she was, read it. Was it was the about Voldemort, Voldemort and uh, Voldemort. what happened to him after. Oh, yeah, okay. Did we, what, did we decide what we think happened to Voldemort after he left? Uh, he, he left somehow, but like, I don't know what a soul thing piece looks like. Yeah. <laughs> Are you awake? Can we like, see where, you? Where was he? Do we ever know where he was between now and four? No, f- but don't worry, guys. I tweeted JK. I'm sure she'll get back to me. I'm sure okay. she will. I feel like he probably would immediately have gone into the forest and taken over an animal there. <laughs> yeah. I have another question. Question. Um, how, how do you think Neville's grandmother feels about him after this year? Do you think she likes him better? Do you think she even knows? I don't know. Like, he's the reason why Gryffindor wins. Maybe she feels a little better about him. Still doesn't give him a wand. No. Do you think, um, I literally wrote Neville Longbottom, MVP. (laughs) (laughs) How do you think that Snape felt um, having to shake McGonagall's hand after seven long years of being a winner? And he's suddenly what he is. Oh, yes. Six long years. And now he's a loser. Probably not good. <laughs> not good. Yeah, probably not good. He had to fake it, but, you know. He fakes a lot of things. He fakes a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anybody else? Wish how do you them? feel? How do you think Carrie felt about seeing his parents for the first time in a picture? Oh, man. I wrote, actually, in my notes, I said legit almost started crying again reading that yeah. when he gets that little gift from Hagrid. I said oh that's probably God. the first mm-hmm. pics of them he's ever seen. And yeah, I literally wrote, it is. I love Hagrid. <laughs> it yeah, is. Like, do you think Petunia has literally just destroyed all pictures of Lily? Yeah. yeah. I mean, the first time he sees them is in the mirror. So this is I his first actual physical copy of something of his parents. Vernon would have made sure of that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. so sad. Did Hagrid's anybody so amazing. realize um, that it was 312 points? Three and 12. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Ooh, that's your job, though, so. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> I thought you guys had my back. 
What would you be excited about eating first from Harry's tray of goodies? Chocolate frogs. Yep. Would you have eaten any of the birdie bats? Everything no, I don't think I'd be a... F- a I want a pumpkin pasty. Were they on the table? I don't know. They should have been. So, like, also, what do you think would have happened had uh, Quirrell touched Harry in class? <laughs> Sounds <laughs> just wrong. <laughs> I don't know. It would have burned him. Oh, uh, gosh. Do you think Harry would have gotten, like, detention for some <laughs> fire trickery spell? Me? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Interesting to think. Another question. So, like, when Harry um, is, like, blacking out from touching um, Voldemort slash uh, Quirrell, he hears, Harry, like, his name being screamed, which is Dumbledore. But, like, do you think he thought it was someone else, like his mom? Maybe. You hear later on, you hear, he hears a woman screaming. And they're like, no, that's not a woman screaming. Does his mom sound like a man? <laughs> uh, does it say a man? Well, it's Dumbledore. <gasps> no, I understand that, but it says... Um, <laughs> Harry's head was building. He couldn't see. He could only hear Quirrell's terrible shrieks and Voldemort's yells of kill him, kill him, and other voices, maybe in Harry's own head, crying, Harry, Harry. Oh, I wouldn't say it's his mom. What? I would hope that it's like his head, his mom. I don't want it to be Dumbledore. I don't want to, like, I can't envision Dumbledore being like, Harry, Harry. <laughs> well, but he gets it right in time to pull Quirrell off of him. I guess. This just sounds wrong. All right. I don't know if I have Meg? any other questions. Any? None. Mm-mm. Fan story? To the fan story. To the fan story! This one is from Katie Tilby. She says, Hey, all, I love your podcast. It was my introduction to podcasts, and I have fallen in love. You set a high standard. I was first introduced to Harry Potter when a friend brought the first movie over as a kid. I was hooked. I read all the books and quickly became a massive fan. I went to all the movie premieres and finished all the remaining books the day they came out. I have read and reread the series so many times I've lost count. I'm a Ravenclaw. My second highest Woo-woo. scoring house is Slytherin. Woo-woo. And that's pretty much all the cool stuff about me. Yeah. I love that ending. <laughs> but thank you for your fans. Your I'm fan sure story. that there's a thank lot you, of other cool stuff about you. Yeah. And I'm super glad that you now like podcasts yeah. and you're into them, you know? That's, yeah. Thank you. I think we set a high standard. We yeah, are pro- thank we're you. all professionals here, so uh, we do <laughs> our best. Are we? We try. <laughs> I'm not even professional in my own Dale life. Dale life. Dale I can't life. even talk. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. Yes. Yes. Thank we appreciate you it. for your words. And your ears. <laughs> Make sure that you go and join our group on Facebook to use for discussion on each episode. Because it's super cool. So cool. It's really fun. I like it. Um, <laughs> it's I really do. fun. I, I like it. it. <laughs> it's so much fun. Please join us in talking about Harry and the Potters. Post all kinds of fun Harry Potter related <laughs> stuff here. It's a great community and we love talking with everyone. So go and find us on Facebook where we're most active and like our page to get all the latest info. We are Swish and Flick Podcast on Facebook or Swish Flick Cast on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. Tumblr. You can also <laughs> find us and follow us on Patreon. <laughs> 
By supporting us on Patreon, it only helps us to be able to provide you better content more often. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash swish flick cast. Do it. Support your favorite ever Potter podcast. You know you want to yeah. be a patron. The more that you help us, the more we can give you guys fun stuff that we can do. True. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because it is a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Most um, days. So you can also follow all of us on Twitter. Twitter. And Instagram for me, Katie, and Sarah. Tiffany only has Twitter. But uh, our handles are Meg's Mouse Tales, T-A-L-E-S. Please say Meg's Mouse Tales. Meg's Mouse Tales. Meg's Mouse Tales. <laughs> oh, Mally. O-H-H-H, Mally. And oh, Mally. Oh, Mally. <laughs> and Skaterade 7. And then Tiffany is at Tiff Swish underscore flick. Tis me. That is her. And this is us. <laughs> Signing off for Harry Potter. Sorcerer's Stone. And the Sorcerer's Stone. It's what over. Next? Guys, what should chills. we do next? Should we like go to Deathly Hollows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do that. We're going to do one seven. Then we're going to go back to two. Then two, we're going to go six. to six. We're going to three. We're really not going to do that. So I hope you don't believe what they say. No, No, but I will give you guys a clue for our next episode. We are not starting Chamber of Secrets just yet. We're not. But don't worry. You will have content and you will enjoy it. Yeah. It's Harry Potter. Right. Yes. Who's that? I don't know. Me neither. Never heard of him. Never heard of. Pour one out for Sorcerer's Stone. Pour one out for Sorcerer's Stone. It is. Pour one out for Nicholas Flamel. Let's just be honest. (laughs) Where's that Lady Blythe stuff we need? Pour one out for Nicholas Flamel. Pour one out for Professor Quirrell. He's a jerk, but you know what? No. He's just a sucker. He's just a sucker. Oh, and no, we could pour one out for Nicholas's wife. Yeah. She did too. Pernell. Yeah, they're dead. Okay, so that does it. So that concludes this book. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. (gasps) Amazing! My voice! There's a major storm coming our way. We might die, but we don't know. We're in a basement right now, so we're pretty darn safe. We're in the safest place at this house. Except this basement leaks. Um, Yeah, but it didn't leak the last time it rained, so we might be okay. The gutters might be fixed by now, (laughs) KT. It's raining. It's pouring. The old man in the basement is snoring. It's raining, man. Hallelujah! It's It's raining, raining man. man. I wish it was. (laughs) (laughs) Terrifying.